to have you back. Final hour of the Bill Michael Show. Don't forget, coming up tonight, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. The official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We're going to be on the road. We're going to be at DJ's Goalpost down Menominee Falls. Looking forward to that coming up this evening. Can't wait. So if you uh, have maybe got nothing going on, come on out tonight. Going to be at DJ's Goalpost. It's right there on Appleton Avenue, Menominee Falls. And we're going to be there from 6 to 8 coming up a little bit later on this evening. But it's the Bill Michael Settle brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Looking forward to next week, too. Going to be at Club Paragon next week, back at the Mecca the week after that. Uh, then we've got, uh, what is it, the Thirsty Duck uh, we're going to be at. Uh, Thirsty Duck coming up uh, on the 11th. Root River uh, is going to be the uh, bowling alley, uh, the bowling center down there. Uh, coming up on the 18th, New Berlin Ale House. Love that place. On the 25th, Fox's Pub on uh, 76th and Greenfield. That's coming up uh, on the 1st. So really, really looking forward to it all. Good, good stuff. It's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Got a lot, a lot of huddles left. Got seven of them. And they're counting down. Seven of them. Goes all the way through the postseason into our week leading up to Super Bowl. So good stuff. A lot of fun. Um, talking about Aaron Rodgers, and uh, this one is from uh, Brandon. It says, he's the boss of the offense, and not everybody will like how he handles it. Um, Brandon says, God forbid a, a boss holds you to a higher standard. Maybe it rubs people the wrong way, but uh, that is how Rodgers thinks he will make guys better holding people to a higher standard. Um, Brandon, I, I completely agree. Uh, he is the boss of the offense, and he does hold people to a higher standard. The difference is what people don't like is that he does it in public. You want to know the dirt, but you don't, right? People say, be more like Tom Brady, who says it all starts with me. I got to be better. I got to play better. I got to do this. I got to do that. Brady has been now the measuring stick by which many, many, many people view the behavior of a quarterback should be. Right or wrong, it just that, that's what it is. People should show up and and play at a high school football field two weeks before training camp. Uh, you should be, you know, having people that you you want on your team stay at your home. You know, I mean, it just all kinds of stuff that should be done. People just look at Brady, and he's the measuring stick by which every quarterback is measured. And you should be fiery, but yet not petulant. You should be uh, accountable. Uh, but but humble. You should be, you know, putting the entire team up your, at your house to get on the same page. You know, I mean, when you want somebody to come and play play football with you as a free agent. I mean, it's just all these different things Brady has set the bar for so incredibly high. And, uh, and then obviously championships have come along with that. And he's kind of ruined it for, you know, any quarterback in modern times until his memory fades. And the fact that he's still playing and playing at a pretty decent level. You know, this year's obviously been a, a somewhat of a train wreck of a year, but at a pretty decent level. You know? 877-867-1670. Here's one thing. I'm sitting here uh, in studio, and I look up, and um, today is National Signing Day. And I, I, I still, I cannot believe that we sit here and watch people, high schoolers, announce where they're going to go. And so and it's great for some of these high schools. They put all their logos all over everything and such. And uh, but you know they're they're putting on hats and 
guys are going to Alabama or Auburn or Florida, Ohio State, and they got all, all these different logos up, and then they pull out the ball caps, and everybody claps, and that's it. That That's the moment. Now, you know, I, I would love to do – I would love to see ESPN go back and say, okay, these were the kids that we we, we had featured – on signing day, where are they now? Go back five years. Where are they now? Six years, seven years, eight years. Where are they now? And <laughs> very few, I would assume, are making major level of impact on these national signing days. Because a lot of these guys, I see these names, and I'm like, ah, one guy every now and then will hit. But Ben, on these national signing days, when they put up these these big displays and guys are sitting in front of microphones, and you know, it's a major, major announcement for them. For the high school, I guess that they're getting, you know, especially if it's a private school, they're probably getting a few donations and some looks and national attention. But I would, don't you want to see them go back and say all these guys that were sitting there with the gold around their necks and all these guys that are sitting there in suits and these these this high end deal that when they put these hats on, then in five years, where are they? The Athletic actually recently did a piece on that on the number one overall recruit from fifteen to twenty years ago. I want yeah. to go refine the article. It was very interesting. I, I think. Whether they're making an impact now, there's a difference between those making an impact in the NFL and those that go on to make a big impact in college. Because almost all the guys that you see on TV, on on 24-7 sports, which is the big recruiting mm-hmm. site, they do YouTube Live all day. Right. The people you see committing on those shows, almost all of them go on to make big impacts in college. Because they go to the big schools, they're the highly touted guys. Like, the, there's a reason that Georgia... You turn on the TV, they have a 6'8", 270-pound dude playing tight end. Like, there's a reason mm-hmm. their teams are great. The NFL is kind of a different story. So right. it's it, it's kind of hard. Like, And obviously some don't work out for whatever reason. Uh, but mm-hmm. more so than not, like the, the fact these kids are at the top and highlighted by these recruiting services, like th- there's a reason for that. They yeah. end up dominating the sport. They, <clears throat> well, but... You, you, well, you're right. They end up, they can dominate in in, in college. Um, I would love to know the percentage of guys that succeed and considered to be successful and or outstanding or mediocre or sub mediocre, and then the guys that go on to the NFL that are big deal. Because that becomes extremely thin. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm trying to find the exact. Uh, there are good articles written about why, and it's not an exact science, but there are 32 five-star kids per year. It is the 32 people that the recruiting services at a high school think are the most likely to be first-round draft picks. And then Mm -hmm. there are a lot more four-stars, but there is a much, much higher level of five-star kids even drafted to the NFL. So it it Mm -hmm. does translate, but not it's not one-to-one. There's obviously a little more of a crapshoot there, but there... as time has gone on, there's been more and more accuracy with that. I look at it as you're taking high school kids, you're somewhat exploiting them, and then what you're doing is you're putting the pressure on them that if they don't succeed, they will be considered failures the rest of their lives at high school. Because God knows we all know the difference between you as an adult at 18 versus an adult at 21 versus an adult at 25 versus 30 versus 35 are drastically different. And at the age of 18, to be putting a hat on on ESPN 
and have some success in college, yeah, you may walk away with a, an education and a degree, but you're you're expected to be an NFL player. Like this is the beginning of your fandomonium in your career. And I've always said it's a ton of I look, I, I guess as a kid I'd love the attention. Don't get me wrong. But it also comes with a ton of pressure. And if you don't succeed, and I'm talking beyond college, then it becomes a weight that you bear the rest of your life because basically unless you've got a ton, a ton of uh, you know injuries that have cost you your career, you're considered somewhat of a failure. Um, That's kind of why I think all the NIL stuff is very good, that uh, it is somewhat of a crapshoot getting to the is, NFL yes. and succeeding there, even getting right, a second right. contract in the league, and then you're only there for three or four years anyway. So the fact that they can cash in at this level, I think, is very positive. See, what I want to see is they say a five-star player is more than 260% more likely to be drafted than a four-star player, and a four-star player more than 450% more likely to be drafted than a three-year player, and or a three-star player, and on and on. What I want to know is how many five-star players were drafted and how many of them were actually successful. I don't want to know what the percentages are. I want to know out of 500 guys that were five-stars, Go back five years and prior, 500 five-star players. How many of them were drafted? How many of them could we even recognize their name? That's what I want to know. Should I pull up, like, the 2016 top recruits in the country? Uh, Yeah, go ahead. See which ones are up there? Uh, Actually, it's funny. The number one that year was Rashawn Gary. Okay. So there's one. Dexter Lawrence, he went to Clemson. Okay. He's making an impact. Shea Patterson, quarterback, went to Ole Miss, then Michigan that did not become much. Nope, Jacob nothing. Eason, Georgia, made it to the league. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really played, isn't great. Greg right. Little, no. No. Derek Brown, Mm-mm. I don't think so. Ed Oliver is in the NFL. NFL. Several people I haven't heard of. Nick Bosa. Right, Nick Bosa's one. There you go. So you've already gone through. We've had four successes, and the rest of them have not been. Out of what, the 10 names, 12 names you've read off? Yeah, four or five. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is the likelihood of you going on and being this big player, what your expectation is, it's it's a lot of pressure. And you're putting it on an 18-year-old. No, don't get me wrong. Uh, there are success stories, and it's it's wonderful, you know, but it it's to, I just look at it from a, a perspective of I'm sitting here watching high school kids act like they're all that, and they're not. And they haven't arrived and they haven't done anything that's going to venture forward into their life other than hopefully get an education. Because out of what you've just named, we haven't even heard of half of these guys. But yet we're putting them on TV as the next coming. That's my point. And, and you know, granted, like you said, some of these guys will hit. You know, they, they, they've had it. They've got that ability. And they're more likely to be drafted. They're more likely to, to have success. But... I, my whole point is you're putting a ton of pressure on these guys, and if these guys don't hit, say Shea Patterson picked one of the top top quarterbacks in the country, top 30 that year, and would we then consider him a failure? Sure we would. You know? He had some success at, at Michigan, but, you know, I mean, he's, he's popular to Michigan people, I guess, but beyond that, it's like, <laughs> you were a failure, dude. You sat there, you put the hat on, you had the TV cameras on you, you had the suit on, and you're doing your big moment, the whole thing. And you, what, what did you amount to? Hopefully you got an education because football career-wise, nothing. 
So I, that's my point. I that's my. Point. I went through a couple of years. It was about ten or eleven of the thirty-two five stars. But I'll say this: big NFL guys. But I'll say this: uh, now with the NIL, now it it does change things dollar-wise for these kids. With the NIL being a part of this, now it does change things because now you're considered a five-star recruit and you're coming in and supposedly being a, a savior and or an additive to the program that's going to take them to a, either another level or sustainability at a high level, and now there's money there. So that, I will say, it does change things to a certain extent. But it's a, it's a, it's a ter- I've been arguing this for a long time. It is a lot of pressure to be putting on high school people to say you have to be successful now because we put you on TV. It's a lot of pressure. It's great for you to be recognized, your friends and family, and it's kind of cool. You know, like I said, as a kid, I'd love it. But if it was my kid and I'm sitting there as a parent, I'd have to, boy, I don't know if I would, uh, I don't know if I would uh, want my kid to be put under that kind of scrutiny and that kind of pressure. You know, it's tough enough to, to go into a college and, and be a high-end recruit anyway, much less now I've got my face and everything, my popularity splattered all over television. I'd rather uh, just try to try to work myself into greatness rather than be told to everybody I'm great and then not live up to it. So there you go. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We'll come back. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. feedback from some friends out in uh, lacrosse that have either stopped in and said hello or had gone in for the first time whether it's buzzard billies or the starlight lounge upstairs so uh good stuff always when somebody uh gets a hold of me and says hey i tried it or i went back and used your name or told them we heard it here or whatever that, that's awesome and uh, buzzard billy stepped on board when we did um you know the motorcycle ride this year and they said hey we'd love to be a part of it love to be a part of the program so thanks to them uh, for supporting us supporting veterans and such Always appreciate that, and uh, don't forget, uh, whenever you're heading out to lacrosse, maybe you're out and about downtown, you're looking for a night out, maybe a good beverage, a, gr- a meeting with friends, catering, whatever, could check out our friends at Buzzard Billy's. Buzzard Billy's right there, downtown lacrosse, and upstairs from Buzzard Billy's is the Starlight Lounge, and that place is just awesome within itself. So really, really good stuff uh, from our friends at Buzzard Billy's and the Starlight Lounge just upstairs. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, This is from Chris, who said, uh, I agree with you. My son was a pretty good athlete in high school. Uh, While he wasn't going to be one of the kids on TV, I don't think I would have allowed him. There was enough pressure from colleges coming after him to be great and to be great almost immediately that his friends began to buy into it. I could see his ego begin to swell. Didn't like it. Uh, I think it's a lot of pressure to put on young kids very early. If you want the TV and the glitz and the glam, make a name for yourself once you get into college, and therefore the NIL dollars will start to roll in. And uh, I, I would I would tend to agree with that. Um, but I've also heard from a, a few people that said, hey, if this was uh, going on when I was in high school, I would be glad to be sitting in front of the cameras of ESPN as well. Like I said, for the kids, it's great. They, they love it. It's just what you don't see is the aftermath, the after effects of what the expectations are. Um, I mean, I just remember, you know, when I was in high school, um, you know, friends of mine that either went to big colleges or friends that I had played with when I was in grade school that went on to other high schools, a couple of them had brothers. They went on to bigger colleges or you thought they were going to be great and then they didn't get the offers or they get hurt or whatever. And then, 
you know, you're always the the guy that should have been, would have been, could have been, but never was. And now you're adding the uh, the, the the national signing day television broadcast stigma to that, and it's just a ton of pressure. Some can handle it. Uh, don't get me wrong. Some can handle it. Some can't. Some don't handle it very well. Uh, ben, do you like to see the national signing day television broadcast? Other than the names that are going to the school that you like, does it really matter? I think it's interesting because it dictates where the sport's going to be in three or four years. Where, like, Oregon has had an all-time day today. They flipped a bunch of guys, and their class is up to, like, top five in Dan Lanning's first full session. I, I think mm-hmm. it's interesting because three years from now, we'll look back when they're in the playoff and say, oh, that was a very seminal day in reaching that. As someone who follows the sport closely, I like it a lot. I mean, it kind of is what it is because it's a big business. Like, the, the recruiting site and the following and then the fandom of it, there's a lot of business behind it. So it's it's something I don't think you could ever just take away because clearly they right. devote oh, full no, days it's, it's to o- do it. It's, it's only going to get bigger. I, what I'm saying is is I've just never been a big fan of it because I think just from the human aspect of it, it puts a ton of pressure on the kids. For everything else, I agree with you. And now that you've got NIL dollars involved, it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to get bigger. It's uh, the, the Pandora's box is open, and it's only going to get bigger. That I agree with. So it's not going to – put it this way. It's not going to stop on our account or my account. But I ask you because you're of a, uh, of a different era. So it's something you kind of grew up with. I mean, they started doing this about, what, seven, eight, nine years ago, something like that, that uh, ESPN started uh, doing the productions of National Signing Day and football. And they don't do it for basketball or anything like that. Well, I'm talking for football because football drives the train. We all know that. So you you don't mind it. You like this particular day. Would it matter if you didn't have the cameras on the kids? Not really. For someone right. like me, because I would follow it. I, I don't watch the broadcast, obviously. I'm here at work. But I follow the trackers of it, and mainly on Twitter, where you have the services tweeting out who's committing where. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and remember, this used to happen months later. Now it's right. the early signing day. This used to all happen in February. But all these kids end up enrolling early and getting in. I don't know. When it comes to pressure, I think pressure's going to happen no matter what when you go to those big schools and you have the recruiting ranking next to you. So, yeah, no, just no, going on TV, add to it 100%. But yeah. I think more of the pressure just comes from the nature of the sport, the nature of the huge stage it's played on, and the, where the people end up going to school. Uh, Chuck says, I find uh, the National Signing Day broadcast about as interesting as a gender reveal. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, I like it for the information. That I like, but I, beyond that, it's like, eh, whatever. That's like Uh, someone telling me all the bowl games are meaningless. It's like, it's like, yeah, you could not like it. So don't watch it. No one's going to, what's the movie where you peel the eyelids back so they have to watch it? Clockwork Uh, Timothy says, I enjoy National Signing Day to find out who Wisconsin's going to get. And I follow the signings on Twitter. See, I, I follow the information. You are correct. I, what I find is the hokiness of kids, families. It's like draft day. It's like this is their version of draft day. They're all sitting around tables at high schools and such or sitting at home. It's like they're being drafted. And, it's, no, you're just choosing what school you're going to go to, and chances are if the NIL dollars aren't there, you're going to transfer out of there anyway. <laughs> so that's that's where we are today. 
but I agree with you. The NIL, the NIL dollars will make a difference. That That's going to start to change kind of the way this is viewed, National Signing Day. And we're not even fully vetted into the NIL, NIL dollars yet. Not even fully vetted into that. Um, let's see here. Uh, Antonio says, uh, can you give us a list of what events are postponed tomorrow and Friday because of the weather? Antonio, it depends on where. Uh, I appreciate the fact that uh, we are live and local, but we are based out of Milwaukee. uh, And the signal comes out of Madison. Ben is in Madison, and we're sitting here in portions of the state. I I know that a lot of stuff, uh, I just saw a a tweet that went by that said that Janesville is talking about snow emergencies and such. Milwaukee's uh, bracing for it. Uh, I saw some stuff on uh, on, uh, the Dells. That just passed by a little while ago in Twitter that I follow because I try to follow a lot of different stuff on Twitter and Facebook that's local, and I just saw something pass by on that. So I guess it just depends on where you're at. But but to, to answer your question is a broad stroke. No, I don't have anything specific that has been canceled. I just think a lot of events are being canceled. I know some basketball games are being canceled collegiately. I know some uh, women's basketball has been canceled in Milwaukee specifically. I think it was UWM uh, that's been canceled. And it's not just being able to play in the city. It's being able to get flights in and out or transportation in and out of the state of Wisconsin and around the area. So, um, But beyond that, I wish I could give you a little bit more. I really do. I just don't have it. You know? Um, got one here that says it's already snowing in Taylor County, Wisconsin. And I am going to be completely ignorant. I'm not quite sure where Taylor County is. You can tell me, or I'm going to have to Google it, I guess, but um, Taylor County, Wisconsin. I, I don't even, I'm not quite sure where that's down by Abbotsford. Rib Lake, Ladysmith, all in that area, Taylor County is. Taylor County has um, Medford. So uh, it's uh, north northwest of, say, Wausau, north of Abbotsford. Okay. Gotcha. Taylor County. I I had to really look because that was that was one that got me. Just west of Merrill and Tomahawk and such. Gotcha. 877-867-1670. Uh, <laughs> this is from Jake who says, Hey, I'm sitting in downtown Black River Falls. Can t- you tell me if the local gas station is open? <laughs> Thank you very much. I needed that. That's good. I love Black River Falls, though. Love that area. <laughs> Can you tell me if the gas station is open? They have just one? I think Black River Falls is a little bit bigger than that. I think they got a few gas stations there, if I'm not mistaken. but Because I've actually been through the area. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Black River Falls. I was in Black River Falls uh, traveling back. I was coming down 94. And uh, I, um, I think it was actually bad weather. It was like three years ago. And if I'm not mistaken, it's the Black River Falls. It's, it's Comfort Inn that I stayed at overnight. I stayed at a Comfort Inn there because the weather was crappy. And if I'm not mistaken, it's right off the highway. Um, correct me if I'm wrong in Black River Falls, but I think there is. I think it's Comfort Inn. 877-867-1670. Uh, hit us up. <laughs> Just weirdness. Um, hey, Ben, so Pat McAfee was reading the article from The Athletic. Yeah, he did a whole segment on it. 
Because and what was uh, the what was the uh, what was the consensus? I was watching the regarding the hand signal thing. I was watching some of it. I I think most of their consensus was this is the case everywhere across the NFL, which mm-hmm. I think there is some truth to that. Definitely, when you talk about a Rodgers or a Peyton Manning or a Brady and their vets and they've done it, they probably carry themselves a, a similar way. Um, right. But the biggest part was when he was talking with Aaron about it yesterday. He started going on about all these anonymous sources and how it was out to get Aaron, which clearly was not the case. And he was corrected, so he made sure to correct that today. Because I don't think he read the piece before yesterday. No, I don't all. think so either. And it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it, it, and you're right, it was, not a, it was not a hit piece on Aaron Rodgers. And Kalen was very specific in saying that. That that's not what this was. This was just a, an interesting insight behind the doors of 1265 to know what it's like to have some of these young receivers go through kind of the quarterback to wide receiver camp on a daily basis or a weekly basis to know what it's like, to know what it is that's expected of you. Uh, and one thing that came out of it was some guys that don't get it and or fail, you find yourself in the Aaron Rodgers kind of doghouse for lack of a better term. That's it. Nothing more than that. So if you want to take it as a hit piece, I guess you could, but that's not the way it's meant to be. And like she said, everybody that was that spoke in that piece was quoted. They were on the record. They knew that it was going to be read, and they knew that it was going to be seen. They didn't have any problem talking about it. Some past, some present, which is the best part about it. So... Um, the whole thing about it being a complete joke or whatever it is, he said, it's that's kind of kind of condescending, I guess, might be the best way to put it. And that's one of the things that people tend to get upset with, that it turns Roger, it turns people off to Rogers. It's like just, hey, say this is what it is, instead of ripping everybody that has an opinion about you. Uh, let's do this. We'll break away. We'll come back. We'll uh, continue on. Hey, our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers, they are in West Bend. Andy Kane and the family up there, first of all, have you ever wanted to be a part of the rock star team and rock being the diamond team? They are looking for a part-timer if you want, if you have an interest. However, if you still have somebody to buy for, or you maybe want to trade some stuff in, or you want to go in and you're getting ready for that special day, so to speak, and you want your own kind of viewing of different rings or bracelets or necklaces or whatever, Kane and Kane Jewelers, let them rock your world. Located in West Bend, go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That's KaneJewelry.com. There's a new version of the uh, Buy Like a Guy podcast up as well uh, that Andy just put out. So if you haven't seen it, you can check that out. But uh, go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. Uh, but I, I tell you, it's it's worth the trip to go to West Bend and uh, check out uh, the Hearts on Fire Diamonds and everything else it is they have to offer. Andy Kane and his staff. Great people. That is Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. down at uh, Rock Ventures, really the Lux Golf Bays uh, down in Franklin, Wisconsin. LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com. They have 57 golf bays. They're heated. They're year-round. Ben, have you uh, ever done the Lux Golf? No. 
I have not. Oh, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. Measures your shot, measures the distance, the fade, the hook, the slice, whatever it happens to be. It's got everything it can do for you. And uh, and you don't even have to bend over to put the, the ball on the tee. That's the best part about it. You just wave your club. Club just senses or the thing machine senses it and the ball pops out. Oh, it's awesome. And uh, then you go out and you play some golf and you drink beer. That's the best way to go. Good stuff from our friends at Lux Golf Base. Don't forget, they still, all the way, uh, it comes back again tomorrow, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the last few shots, at going to the Enchanted North Pole. If you're looking for something to do, and it's going to be the wintry uh, wonderland because if you're going to go see Santa, uh, what better way to do it than when you got the North Pole storm going on? you got Lux Golf Bays, the Enchanted North Pole. It's all happening down in Franklin, Wisconsin. If you live in that area, just trek on over. Be safe, but trek on over. See Santa. They have hot chocolate. They have Santa, uh, Mrs. Claus over there. They're doing all kinds of things with the elves. So good stuff. You can even get a, a, a degree from uh, Elf University over there. It's not a bad way to go. I don't necessarily look like an elf, but I could I could maybe do that. Lux Golf Bays. Go to LuxGolfBays.com, located Franklin, Wisconsin, which is where you can find it. Uh, uh, this is from Thomas, who says, haven't... Uh, We've been able to listen uh, to the whole show today, but uh, have you uh, commented on Graham Mertz uh, reneging on Kentucky and now going to Florida? Uh, that's Oshkosh Tom, who's living right now in Englewood, Florida. I did not. Did you see that, Ben? He was never committed to Kentucky. Someone just reported it, and it wasn't Reported true. that he was. Yeah, so okay. Devin Leary went there, former NC State guy, who's quite good. And then Mertz, reportedly, he is not committed yet, is going to Kentucky. That was reported today. And that was reported today. But now he's going to Florida, or is he reneging on Florida? Kentucky? I'm sorry. That's what yeah. I mean. Go. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, there you go. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. This is from uh, Doc. Doc says, uh, hey, unit, love the program. Can't wait for the snow to come in full force. We'll finally have enough snowpack up here in the Northwoods to be able to snowmobile. I'd like to invite you guys up at some point, maybe rent some snowmobiles and hit bar hit bars here in the Northwoods. I have never I got a friend of mine who who lives up there and has snowmobiles. I have never gone snowmobiling in the Northwoods. We were just talking about that this past weekend. How um probably not gonna have probably a deep Packers postseason run. And once we get back in February uh, after Super Bowl, then uh, there's probably going to be a little downtime. So I'd love to do that. I just, I've never done it. I haven't gone snowmobiling since I was probably 14 years old. And my dad's buddy, who was a doctor, he had two old AMF snowmobiles going back to the day of probably about 1983-ish. And he had a... You don't even want to call it a summer home. It was basically a double wide on a foundation by a lake. Uh, it was nicer than what all the other little cabins were up there. But And they had a huge, what was an old farmer's field, acres and acres and acres of an old farmer's field that they had paved over, or not paved over, but uh, let grass grow. And that was kind of like the open playgrounds and stuff for all the people in this neighborhood at this lake community. And that's where we used to go snowmobiling. But that was the last time I was on a snowmobile. And they have changed so much. I mean, so much over the years. We don't even have a power sports company on our uh, on our station as a sponsor. We should probably get one of those, too. But, Ben, you go, you a snowmobiler? No, I actually never have. Never I, have? I'm a skier. But I've snow not, ski, yes. I've not done motorized snow sports. 
I have not done that. Um, I, you know, I, my buddy, uh, well, Stenny, he's got a house up north. My buddy Dave, uh, who used to be with Beachwood and uh, MK Brewing, he's got a house up north, and they all go. Howie, uh, who owns Badger Railing, he, uh, they all live in that area up there. They all go snowmobiling. Uh, they love it. You know, they, they, they go snowmobiling and hunting and all that kind of stuff on the snowmobiles when it's when they're capable. But I have, I've never, I've always asked. I've just never done it. I've never had a chance to do it. Never had a chance to do it. I'd love to, love to do it. Um, this one is this is from Frank who says, uh, "Don't forget, unit uh, starting later on tonight. A possible one to one hundred and eighty inches of snow could start at seven, eight, nine, ten, or eleven. Maybe not stopping until Saturday morning. Maybe before that. Maybe after that. But uh, prepare." Thank you very much. Oh, I love it, love it. <coughs> that one made me giggle. Lost my breath on that one. Uh, Bob says, I don't snowmobile. It's just too damn cold. Well, you got to dress right. I know that uh, my buddies that do it, they have like electric clothing or battery powered clothing and they stay warm. They say, actually, at times, because you're doing using so many muscles when you snowmobile, they actually sweat. So, I mean, I don't know, but uh, they say they can, you can sweat in those things. So if, if I can do it and sweat, then I'm all in. Uh, it's not like sitting on the ice waiting for a fish to come out of a hole. I'm I'm not a big fan of ice fishing. I've done it a couple of times. Uh, Silky Dave. uh, Silky Dave says uh, the Green Bay Packers cannot sustain this level of play because they're just not that damn good. I think we overestimated their talent at the beginning of the season. Joe Barry is awful. Matt LaFleur is soft. And Aaron Rodgers is arrogant. That combination alone will not allow us to go into the playoffs. And if we do by chance get there, we're not going to go far. Let's live in reality and stop wishing that this Packers team was better. Thank you very much. Speaking of the big bucket of cold water, which, you know what? You may not be. That's that's living in what we've seen this far as far as reality goes. So I, I'm i not going to fault you for that. Um, wait, Let's do this. We'll break. And when we come back. There's two good headlines Ben has. I don't know what they are. I haven't, I haven't gotten into this yet. Ben's got a couple of headlines that are interesting. If, we, uh, if we're going to fill some time here at the end of the program, we got some things to wrap up with. But uh, Ben has got a couple of headlines he wants to express. Stay tuned. The Bill Michael Show continues on, wraps it all up. Coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have practice today installing the game plan for their trip to face the Dolphins. Wide receiver Sammy Watkins is now back with the Baltimore Ravens after he was waived by the Packers on Monday. After reviewing the game film, Packers safety Adrian Amos says the key to holding the Rams is just 156 yards total offense was Green Bay's defensive line and the linebackers. I think I think um, our front did, did a great job. They had a great game. Like, um, our front Seven. They, they, they controlled it. They weren't able to, to run the ball. You know, a couple plays here and there, but um, you know, in, you know, when the front, you know, do that job and, and, and dominate up there, then you know, it makes the game you know, a lot more fun for the back end. Packers head coach Matt Lafleur. You know, LA has had a, a rash of injuries up front, so it was a favorable matchup, I would say, for our guys and. And that's what you got to do. You you got to win when you're expected to win. And I thought for the most part, our guys were able to do that. Rasul Douglas intercepted a Baker Mayfield pass. And instead of just running with it, he says he decided to lateral it to Adrian Amos, who nearly fumbled it. When he grabbed me and I kind of twisted me, 
I seen Smash and Rudy. So I was like, all right, if I could just grip the ball and throw it to the, one of them. To Smash and Rudy? No. That, that's, that's what I messed up. That was, that was my first mistake. You know what I'm saying? That was my first mistake right there. And then when I went to, like, go throw it, it slid. But I was already in the process, so as I was going down, I just underhand, and then I, I seen it hit the ground. I was like, damn. It's about to be like the Raiders and the Pages. You know, so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. That's Packers defensive back Rasul Douglas in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. by the way, as of right now, has the number five class, believe it or not. No, that's in the Big Ten. Maryland, the number five class. Northwestern, the number six class in the Big Ten. Just throwing it out there. National Recruiting Day. Bill Michael show, we continue on. Ben, you getting geeked? I'm, I'm having National a, Recruiting Day. I'm having a fine day. Uh, the thing is, Wisconsin isn't up with all these schools because Luke Fickle got hired three weeks ago. Next mm-hmm. year, today... It'll be a lot more interesting from the Badgers' perspective. Right. You would assume so. You would assume so. But you're still looking for big things out of Wisconsin for the for the upcoming season, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm looking. And, this, and don't forget, this is recruiting. This is not the addition via portal. No, but there is a lot of portal news drop. It, it's all happening at the same time. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's really just whatever positive momentum Fickle can create, I'm thrilled with. And landing mm-hmm. that quarterback this weekend was obviously one of those. But it's not as if this class is going to define him. Because he, he's just right. putting scraps together. But he's done a pretty impressive job. He flipped a four-star from Cincinnati today. That was the other thing. They had Cincinnati's new head coach. And I can't remember the the guy's name. But he came Satterfield. Louisville. Satterfield, thank you very much. They had him on. And uh, they were touting uh, the Cincinnati class. But a lot of those kids that are going there were Luke Fickle guys. And then just as they were doing that, they were announcing that one of the uh, one of the guys who was going to go to Cincinnati is uh, decommitted and is going to go to Wisconsin instead. But Wisconsin basically listed with the 12th class in the Big Ten. Not overall, the Big Ten. So, uh, but that's, again, recruiting, and that's not necessarily portal guys. So you give and, – and, and does that also give you a sense as to where Wisconsin recruiting was, Ben? Kind of, yes. It was not a very impressive class. And, and the Wisconsin, reason that there was a need for a change? Eh, yeah, kind of. It was one of the many reasons. But also part of the reason it's so far down is because a bunch of kids decommitted after yeah. Paul Chris got fired. Right. So it's a small class. Um. So uh, let's do this uh, because you have got, uh, by the way, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV. Go to K-U-N-E-S, Cunis RV, Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer. And still, if you're looking for a last minute gift idea for the camper or RV in your life, head into one of their showrooms all over the state and pick something up. That's Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. So you got a couple of uh, headlines we should be interested in? I have, I have audio. Uh, now, this is oh. definitely sports related. It's okay. college football related, and it kind of okay. goes into religion as well. This oh, is Dabo Sweeney without context. Okay. Take a listen. Okay. Thinking through it, and I honestly, I mean, for me, we we built this program on NIL. We really did. And and I, it's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We, we built this program uh, in God's name, image, and likeness. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. It's I, I'm not, not going to knock him for his belief or what Clemson has, but I... Is there more context to that, or is that just on what? It's kind of like when you're uh, you're a religious person, and you see something posted on Facebook that says, "If you believe in God and you 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 know whatever, then please have enough intestinal fortitude to repost this." And I I I don't get into my religions, you know. I mean, I believe I have certain. I grew up Catholic, the whole thing. Okay, but I don't force that upon anybody. I don't stick it out there. I don't you know. If I have a need to say something, I'll say something. If I don't, I don't. So is, first of all, I, I am. it is impressive that Clemson has God as their recruiter. That's fantastic. I mean, you, how do you compete with that? You can't even bring Lombardi to recruit to your franchise because he can't trump God. I don't think God would go to Clemson, though. I think he'd go to Notre Dame. Uh, you would assume, but they God was supposed to go to Notre Dame, and then he went into the transfer portal after Brian Kelly took the job. So yeah, he has been out on Notre Dame ever since. It's just like I, not to talk about his beliefs. It's a ridiculous thing to say, and he is Dabo's the king of saying things like this. He, yeah, I was going to say when you're the king of ridiculous, you might as well just fire it off. You it's know? so good. Uh, by the way, I am currently watching uh, Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, at the podium speaking. And if his head, including his face and beard, are, are not taped off and painted by Earl Scheib, for those of you that are old enough to remember, I have no idea who is. That is a ridiculous look. Somebody along the way should go, you know what, Ryan? Go natural, dude. Because the Ronco can of spray hair is not doing you any favors. Just throwing it out there. They've lost like four commits today by the way. So, well, it's because of that ugly hair. When you got to have bring people in to wax your face, it's not a good thing. So, okay, let's let's go to let, let's go to uh let's go to headline number 2. We'll we'll get away from Dabo Swinney and his uh and God's on, on the recruiting trail for Clemson. Now, it's it's along similar lines if we're talking about deities and those that exist higher than the human realm. Nick Foles is starting for the Colts on Monday. Oh, crap. So, so Jeff Saturday, after saying he needed that vet, you know, Matt Ryan's the guy. Got to have him. In the first half of that game against the Vikings, he's like, Ryan, you the man. Way to go. And then suddenly he went from being Ryan Day to man to, you, you, you got to get away from me, dude. <laughs> you, you had a 33-point lead and you got waxed. You can't do anything in the second half of a game. You have no leadership capability. You got to go. So that's where they're at now. Now now it's Nick Foles. Nick Foles is charging back in uh, literally on the white charger with the Colts. All I'm going to say is don't be surprised if they win out, make the playoffs, and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, you, you called it. You called your shot. We're not going to believe a word of it, but you called your shot. No, it's a lesson one in sports radios. If you think something could happen, don't say it will. Say, don't be surprised if. So if it right. doesn't happen, then you're not liable. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Ben Kenny is the one that said, don't be surprised if. <laughs> and then he has the Colts going to and winning the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. So when it doesn't happen, just know where to go. You heard it on this program, but you didn't hear it from me. It's the best way to put it. So... <laughs> 
Oh, my God. What a day. What a day. NIL, the first NIL. Let me tell you about the man who was involved in the NIL. How is, let me ask you this, though. How does the NIL, the NIL, um, how does that relate to God? I would assume God's a football fan, right? They got Lombardi in heaven. He probably taught him the X's and O's. But, man, just, I don't know. Dabo Swinney giving us a little philosophical update on the way out. Hey, coming up tonight, we're going to be at DJ's Goalpost. Let the snow fly because we're going to be hanging out tonight. A couple of Bud Lights tilted back. Going to be talking some more football this evening. The Bill Michaels Huddle. It's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. That'll do it for us. Batting down the hatches. It's a great white death. It's going to throw you to the ground. Roll around with you. It's not like a good date. It's a bad date. It's like that date you whined and dined. You took her all over the place. Next thing you know, she kissed you and you realized, oh, my God, it's a dude. That's what kind of it is. It's just a bad day. It's coming. But that's okay. We're all going to spend the night together. Until we talk again, have a good one. Boop. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.